Good morning and welcome to Simply Space. It's Thursday, February 15th. On today's show, SpaceX launches the private Odysseus lander on a pioneering moon mission, while NASA selects an ultraviolet astronomy mission but delays its launch by two years. Plus, doctors on the ground successfully operate a robot on the ISS for the first time. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Space. We start off with a potentially historic private moon mission currently underway. Odysseus, a robotic lunar lander built by Houston-based company Intuitive Machines, has launched atop a SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket from NASA's Kennedy Space Center in Florida. If all goes as planned, Odysseus will touch down near the moon's south pole on February 22nd, marking the first ever private spacecraft to achieve a lunar landing. Here to discuss this further is James, a correspondent for Simply Space. Can you tell us more about this mission and its significance? Certainly, David. This mission is indeed a big deal, not just for intuitive machines, but also for the United States, which hasn't been to the lunar surface since NASA's Apollo 17 mission over half a century ago. The successful landing of Odysseus would mark a significant milestone in space exploration, particularly for private companies. Can you tell us more about the launch and the journey of Odysseus to the moon? The Falcon 9 rocket carrying Odysseus lifted off from the Kennedy Space Center, and about 7.5 minutes later, the rocket's first stage returned to Earth for a vertical touchdown at Cape Canaveral Space Force Station. This was the 18th launch and landing for this particular booster. The upper stage of the Falcon 9 continued into the sky, deploying Odysseus into a lunar transfer orbit roughly 48.5 minutes after launch. Odysseus will now journey towards lunar orbit, a trip that will take six days before gearing up for its historic landing attempt. What's NASA's interest in this mission? NASA has a lot riding on Odysseus and its current mission, known as IM-1. NASA booked a ride on IM-1 via its Commercial Lunar Payload Services program, which aims to use private American robotic landers to get agency science gear down on the moon more cost-effectively. These instruments are designed to collect data that will aid NASA's Artemis program, which aims to establish a crewed base near the moon's south pole by the end of the 2020s. What kind of scientific instruments is Odysseus carrying? Odysseus is carrying six NASA instruments on IM-1, which were put on board via a NASA contract valued at $118 million. These instruments include ROLSAs, which will characterize the electron plasma and radio environments near the landing site. LRA, a set of reflectors to help future landers make precision touchdowns. NDL, which will use LIDAR technology to gather super precise data during Odysseus's descent and landing, and several others. In addition to the NASA payloads, Odysseus is also carrying six commercial payloads for a variety of customers. This isn't the first commercial lunar payload services effort to launch towards the moon, is it? No, it's not. Astrobotics Peregrine Lander launched on Janandamara 8th on the debut mission of United Launch Alliance's new Vulcan Centaur rocket. However, Peregrine suffered a crippling fuel leak shortly after deploying from the rocket's upper stage and ended up making a controlled destruction in Earth's atmosphere on Jander 18th. So, while there's certainly no guarantee that Odysseus will succeed, especially this early in the game, 
it's a significant step forward in private lunar exploration. After hearing from our Simply Space reporter James, let's continue with more space news. NASA has chosen an ultraviolet observatory for development, but due to budget constraints, the launch will be delayed by two years. The Ultraviolet Explorer, or UVEX, spacecraft is set to perform an all-sky survey at ultraviolet wavelengths and identify ultraviolet sources of energetic events like neutron star mergers. Here to delve deeper into this is our correspondent from Simply Space. Can you tell us more about this mission and the reasons behind the delay? Certainly, David. The UVEX mission, led by Caltech astronomer Fiona Harrison, is designed to help us better understand both nearby and distant galaxies, as well as follow up on dynamic events in our universe. The mission, which costs around $300 million, was initially set to launch in 2028. However, due to budget challenges within NASA's broader astrophysics program, the launch has been pushed back to 2030. Could you elaborate? on these budget challenges. NASA spokesperson Elise Fisher explained that the two-year delay is to allow for an extended phase B, which covers initial design work on a mission and includes a preliminary design review. This extension is to accommodate budget challenges within the Astrophysics Division portfolio. It allows NASA to prioritize missions already in development while also supporting the innovative UVX concept. So, what does this mean for other missions that NASA had in the pipeline? At the same time, NASA picked UVEX for additional study. The agency also selected two other projects as missions of opportunity. These are less expensive alternatives that often involve flying a payload on another spacecraft or the International Space Station. However, due to the same budget pressures, NASA declined to select either of these missions for development. How is NASA planning to manage these budget pressures in the future? NASA officials have been warning of budget pressures on the agency in general, including its astrophysics programs. Mark Clampin, current director of the agency's astrophysics division, said that cuts in the budgets for the Hubble Space Telescope and Chandra X-ray Observatory were being considered. Clampin is working to prioritize missions in their prime operations phases, like the James Webb Space Telescope, as well as continued development of the Roman Space Telescope and early work on another flagship telescope, the Habitable Worlds Observatory. So, despite these budget constraints, it seems NASA is still optimistic about the future of its astrophysics programs. Indeed, David. Clampin mentioned that NASA is still extremely well-funded and has a lot of great missions that are operating and moving forward. He views the situation as a glass half full, seeing a lot of opportunity for both current and future astrophysics generations. Thanks for those insights, Bella. Now, let's shift our gaze from the stars to the International Space Station, where a robot developed by Virtual Incision and the University of Nebraska called Space Mira has made a significant development in space surgery. This experiment is seen as a new step in the development of space surgery, which could become necessary for medical emergencies during multi-year manned voyages, such as to Mars. Here to discuss this further is Abby, a correspondent for Simply Space. Can you tell us more about this experiment and its implications? Absolutely, David. The robot Space Mira was sent to the International Space Station at the end of January aboard a SpaceX rocket. It's compact, about the size of a microwave oven, and was installed by NASA astronaut Laurel O'Hara. The experiment took place over two hours, 
with six surgeons operating the robot from Virtual Incisions headquarters in Lincoln, Nebraska. The robot, equipped with a camera and two arms, tested standard surgical techniques like grasping, manipulating, and cutting simulated tissue made up of rubber bands. What challenges did the team face during this experiment? One of the key difficulties was the time lag of about 0.85 seconds between the operation center on Earth and the ISS. Despite this, the experiment was deemed a huge success by all surgeons and researchers, with little to no hiccups. Virtual Incision believes this will change the future of surgery. And how does NASA view this development? NASA, which provided some financial support for the project, acknowledges that with longer space missions, the potential need for emergency care, including surgical procedures, increases. This technology could also be used to develop remote control surgery techniques on Earth, particularly for isolated areas. What's next for this technology? Are there plans for further experiments? For a control experiment, the same process will take place with the same equipment, but on Earth. This will allow for a direct comparison and further refinement of the technology. The success of this experiment certainly opens up new possibilities for space surgery and remote medical care. Thanks for the insights, Abby. Speaking of significant developments, the United States recently issued a warning about new Russian nuclear capabilities in space. However, Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov has dismissed this warning, calling it another trick by the White House. This report comes from Russian state-owned news agency TASS. To delve deeper into this, we have Celeste from Simply Space. Can you shed some light on this situation? Certainly, David. The U.S. warning about Russia's new nuclear capabilities in space has indeed been dismissed by the Kremlin. This dismissal is not entirely surprising given the ongoing tensions between the two nations. The Kremlin's response, labeling the warning as a trick, suggests that they view this as a strategic move by the U.S. rather than a genuine concern. What could be the implications of this dismissal? Well, this dismissal could potentially escalate tensions between the U.S. and Russia. It's clear that there's a significant disagreement on the issue of nuclear capabilities in space. This could lead to further diplomatic strain and potentially even impact cooperation in areas such as space exploration and research. And what's the global perspective on this? How might other nations respond to these developments? Other nations are likely to be closely watching these developments. The issue of nuclear capabilities in space is a global concern and any escalation between the U.S. and Russia could have far-reaching implications. Nations with space programs in particular will be keenly interested in how this situation unfolds. That's certainly a situation to keep an eye on. Thanks for that report, Celeste. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Space. We'll see you back here tomorrow. <laughs>